Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church in Jersey. So we're talking about all you need is five essentials. We talked about our five a day, the things we must have to be a Christian. And I know that some people go to church for many months or years and they say, oh boy, not the basics again. I've heard the basics before. I want to move on to maturity. And I've been studying this last week about that. There's a passage at the end of Hebrews chapter 5. It says, you guys should be teachers by now, but you still need milk. You don't need solid food. You still just want the basics again and again and again. You haven't learned the foundations, he says, to enable you to go on to maturity. And then he lists six foundations, and one of them is faith. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And I have to be honest with you, when I preach on a Sunday morning, there are three things that I feel the Lord wants me to give. Number one is a seed for people who don't know Jesus yet. They need to hear enough of the gospel, the seed of the gospel to get born again. Number two is milk, which is for new believers. They have to hear enough of the milk of God's word to be able to grow. And then number three is meat, which is solid teaching, which uh, people who've been a Christian for a long time need to hear. But my experience is that people who say, oh, I just need deep teaching, Often those people need the basics because when you get the basics, you realize that the deep teaching is just an extension of those basics. People who run around looking for all these weird and new interesting teachings usually don't want the basics. They've rejected them and they want something else to tickle their ears. But when we're mature, we're happy to take the milk and realize there's solid food in it. So I'm going to challenge you. This week and next week are the last two in this series about the essentials of our faith. And I'm going to challenge you if you think, oh, I know it all. I'm, I'm challenging you today to say at the end of the sermon, Lord, wow, did I know that all? If we think we know all the basics and the foundations, let's just open our hearts and receive what God has for us. So, we've spoken about scripture, grace, God's glory, and there are two more, faith and Jesus alone. And the idea behind the series is that Martin Luther managed to bring the church and, and the whole world back to the truth of the gospel by boiling it down to five essentials, and it wasn't him, it was through scripture. He, he managed to rediscover the beauty of God's word because people had managed to cover it up with a whole lot of tradition and lies and mistruths and half-truths and weirdness. And he said, no, let's look at the scripture. And suddenly these five truths came alive again. Scripture alone is all you need. Grace, it's a free gift, is all you need. God's glory, James did a great job last week. That's all we need, not our glory, God's glory. And today I want to look at faith. And I'm asking you to make sure you've got this one. Listen to what Martin Luther said about faith. He said, God our Father has made all things depend on faith, so that he who has faith has everything, and he who does not have faith has nothing. That's what Martin Luther said. Does the Bible agree with Martin Luther? Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, Without faith, it is 
impossible to please God. Did you know that? Faith is not just another thing we can learn about Christianity. Yes, I've learned this and this and this and this and faith. Faith is the essential element. Really is. If you've got faith, you've got everything. If you don't have faith, you've got nothing. Romans 14, 23 says, Anything that does not come from faith is sin. Wow. Galatians chapter 4 says, The only thing that matters is faith expressing itself through love. And Ephesians 2, verse 8 and 9, and I'd like you to listen carefully to this verse. It says, It is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not by works, lest anyone could boast. Faith is it, and yet we've misunderstood faith. And so what I want to do today is talk about the very basics, the very essentials, but again, I'm challenging you, mature Christian, if you've really got this, if we really had this idea completely understood and working in our lives, we would be amazing Christians. 1 John 5 verse 4 says, This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. When I've got faith, Mark 9 23 says, All things are possible to him that believes. If I've got this idea of faith, not just as a, as a head concept, but I've really got it in my life on a daily basis, man, all things are possible. I'll overcome the world. So, the first important thing we need to understand about faith is faith is not a work or an effort. That verse that I quoted from Ephesians chapter 2, it says, This is not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, lest anyone should boast. You see, we as humans love to boast. We love to work hard and get an achievement and put a medal or a, or a plaque or something up on the wall and say to everyone, look at me, look at what I've done. I've achieved it, I've overcome, I've won, I've, I'm clever, I'm strong, I've got initiative, I've got uh, endurance, look at what I've done. But the amazing truth of the gospel is that it's all by grace and even faith is a gift of God. It's not a work. It's not something that I achieve. You see, we love to take this word faith and we love to take it out of its context in the Bible, which says it's a gift, and we change it and we make it something that you deserve. And so we say, man, that guy's got so much faith. He really tries hard. That's not faith if you're trying hard. He really, he, he, he is able to believe with all his might. That's not faith. We think if I can just scrunch up my faith and believe willpower, willpower, it is true, it is true. I know it's true, I'm sure it's true, it's got to be true. Then we think that's faith. That's a work. That's not faith. Faith is not a work. And I'm going to give you an amazing insight. The Bible says faith is seeing something that you can't see with your five 
physical senses with your eyes, ears, nose, all these things. Faith is basically seeing something that you couldn't see before. You were wandering around just relying on your five senses. Yes, I can see that. Yes, I can touch that. Yes, I can hear that, feel that, smell that. But then suddenly another sense was awakened called faith. You didn't work for it. You didn't earn it or deserve it. It just came to you. The sense was awakened. And the Bible says faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of God. When I hear the word of God, faith awakens. It's born. It springs to life in me. I don't work to deserve it. Even this morning, I've quoted already about five or six Bible verses to you. As those verses here come into your hearing, come into your ear, as they hit your senses, your five senses perceive them in various degrees, but your faith sense comes alive. And now you can choose to whether to let it live or whether to kill it. And that is the amazing thing about faith. So the first thing is faith is not an effort. It's not a work. We've, for too long we've thought, I've got, to, I've got to generate faith. I've got to try and have faith. No, no. Faith is passive. I receive. I hear God's word and it awakens to me a reality that my five senses could not perceive. You say, what is that reality? It's the spiritual world all around us. I hear God's word and it says there's more than just this earth. When I die, there's more. My senses can't perceive that. I hear God's, God's word and it says Jesus, when he was crucified on the cross, was paying for my sins. My logic and senses couldn't work that out. But in, in faith, I see what he's done on the cross and I say, wow, that's faith is springing up within me. So faith comes from hearing his word. Number two, faith is not a feeling. And I've already said this one, but it's important for us to get this. Faith and feelings are opposites. Let me quote you a few more verses. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7. We walk by faith and not by sight. Do you see that? Faith and sight are the opposite. I'm not sure you're getting this. Let me read you a couple more verses. Hebrews 11.1, 1, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. How is that possible? How can there be evidence and substance of something not seen? Ah, because it's faith. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 18, we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And speaking of Moses in Hebrews 11, he says, By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. He saw God who is invisible. How is that possible? Faith! Faith is not feelings. Now let me press into this one a little bit more. If you had a vision of Jesus walking into your bedroom and speaking to you and telling you something about himself or some truth and you believed that, most of us would say, wow, awesome faith. It's not faith because that's sight. You saw it. 
That's not faith. If you had a feeling in your heart where God was impelling you, compelling you so strongly and saying, this is what I want for you, my child. Marry this person. Take that job. Do this thing. Stop doing that thing. Move to that country. And you obeyed. And everyone said, what great faith you have. Would that be faith? No, because it was sight. You saw something. You felt something. You felt something. If you've got a word from the Lord and he says, I'm telling you to tell this person, this is what I'm saying to you. And you said, yes, Lord, and you ran after it. Would that be faith? No, that's not faith. That's feelings. Faith is completely different and opposite to everything you feel and everything you can sense. And the Christian world needs to hear this because we have become slaves we've become idiots to feelings I can't tell you the number of times I've listened to Christians saying I know God's Word says this but I'm just feeling this and I want to slap them in the Holy Spirit I want to say wake up you stupid fool that is not faith faith is the opposite of sight feelings all of that stuff 1 Corinthians 15 says, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. These five senses and, and our human logic and all that is human and natural about us is so different to the spiritual world that we cannot perceive those things. It has to be by faith. You know, uh, Ephesians 6 says, the shield of faith will extinguish all the fiery darts of the evil one. I have so many Christians come to me and they say, I'm being tempted, I'm having negative thoughts, I'm feeling depressed, I'm having um, all these ideas and uh, all these problems coming at me. They're fiery darts. Please pray for me that I can feel strong and overcome them. You don't need a feeling. You need the shield of faith which says God's word is true and the feelings are not true. And as soon as you put that up, the devil stops bothering you for another time. You say, I trust God's word. I don't trust my feelings. I don't trust that negative concept, that whatever, that feeling that comes against me. I'm just going to read you a few verses, a few things that Martin Luther said. He said, you should not believe your conscience and your feelings more than the word which the Lord who receives sinners preaches to you. He said, feelings come and feelings go. And feelings are deceiving. My warrant is the word of God. Naught else is worth believing. Though all my heart should feel condemned for want of some sweet token, there is one greater than my heart whose word cannot be broken. I'll trust in God's unchanging word till soul and body sever. For though all things shall pass away, his word shall stand forever. Right. So... I've just got two more points. Faith is not easy. Even though faith is not a work, there is a challenge to faith. You see, this is another mistake we think. We think faith is not a work, it's just by grace, I just receive it, therefore it will be easy. And I want to tell you, it's called the fight of faith. Paul says to Timothy in 2 Timothy, he says, fight the good fight of faith. What are we fighting against? 
Number one, we're fighting against our senses and our feelings. Do you remember Peter walking on the water? Jesus, shall I come? Is that you? Jesus says, come. Peter starts walking. Oh, faith is easy. And then he looks out of the corner of his eye. And there's a massive big wave coming to crash on him. And he feels the, the flex of the water and the spray. And he feels the wind and he hears the storm. And he remembers with his logic from his grade four teacher that said humans are not able to walk on water. And suddenly faith was not easy anymore because we've been trained over all of our lives to rely on what our brains and our senses tell us. And we've been trained over all of our lives to listen to what the world around us says. If everyone else says it's impossible, they must be right. 10 million humans can't be wrong. And so we have all these things fighting against us and faith is not easy. It's a gift. It comes to you without any effort. But for you to keep it, you will have to fight against logic, against your senses, against what other people say, and against the devil who comes to you and he says, you're an idiot. This isn't true. Just because you put your hand up and pray to prayer, that doesn't mean you're a brand new person. Look at you. You don't look different. You don't feel different. You don't act different. You're not different. God is angry with you. You're not a good believer. And there's just a constant fight. And the heroes of the faith, Hebrews chapter 11, goes through them one by one. The heroes of the faith, all the way back to the beginning. Noah, Enoch, all of the guys. And it lists them. And it says they overcame. They fought. They won. They obtained some of them suffered and paid the penalty with their lives because faith is not easy. Faith requires me to say, here I stand. Do you remember Martin Luther's words? He's walking into the Council of Worms and the soldiers are there. And the, the great emperor of the Holy Roman Empire is sit, sitting there on the throne. And he knows the whole world is against him. And he knows he will probably be burned at the stake for saying, I believe in God's word. And I can promise you, all of the emotions were boiling up within him. Friend, it's not just Martin Luther. When you wake up tomorrow morning, you will read something in God's word and your senses, your logic, the world around you, your mom and dad, everything will shout against you. That's not true. And so faith has been awoken in you by God's word, but you now have to say, I will stand. There's a stubbornness. There's a fight within me that says, I will not give in. I will trust God's word. Even if everyone else in the world disagrees with me, God's word is true. Even if all of my senses, my logic, my feelings, visions from heaven, if everything else is against it, God's word is true. And that is faith. And that is not a small, easy little thing that you can say, I know that, let me move on to mature things. Because that is what makes you a mature Christian, friend. And those are the ones who overcome. This is the victory that has overcome the world. What, our cleverness? Our public relations? Our, our slick websites? No, our faith! 
This is the victory that will make Christians do what God wants us to do. Nothing but faith. Taking God's word and saying, I choose to stand on this. And then lastly, faith is never alone. Martin Luther said this, we are saved by faith alone, but faith never remains alone. What is he talking about? Let me say that again. He said, we are saved by faith alone. Just opening my spiritual eyes and saying, wow, Jesus died for me. Ah, what a, what a gift. We are saved by faith alone, but true saving faith never remains alone. It always starts to act out. You say, does the Bible back that up? Yes, it does. James chapter 2. He devotes a whole chapter to this topic. He says, you believe there is one God? Good, even the demons believe that and shudder. It's not enough just to say I believe, not enough just to have a mental agreement. If I really believe it, it will result in an action in my life, always, without exception. Faith without works is dead, he says. Now you say to me, does that mean faith without works was never alive? Let's just say you heard for the first time in church where God said, Luke chapter 6, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure that you use, it will be measured unto you. And faith sprung to life. And you said, hallelujah, God is bigger than my bank account. If I give, he will bless me. And faith springs to life. And then logic clicks in and you remember your bank balance and you say, And you don't give. Was that faith never alive? No, faith was alive. It, it sprang to life when you heard God's word. But he actually says in James 2, verse 26, As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. A body without a spirit used to be alive, and then the spirit left and it died. Faith without works... Faith without acting on it used to be alive, but because you didn't act, your faith died. And any person who says, I have faith, which does not result in a change in their life, that is not real faith. Now you might say, oh no, my faith died, I'm lost. It's not bad news. You can get it back. You just say sorry to God. And you read God's word again. And faith comes back. See, the problem is most of us think, oh, well, I heard God's word and I killed it. So now the, need I, the, the, the thing that I do to get faith back is I must work harder. And so we get up early and we pray and we fast and we give and we try. And it's all efforts of our strength trying to get our faith back. But faith is a supernatural gift. And the answer is repent, say sorry to God and ask him to give you that joy and that faith back from his word. And it'll come back immediately. So faith is seeing the invisible. Faith is not an effort. Faith is a fight, and faith always results in an action. 
It's never alone. But I want to tell you that when we get this, it's a shield that'll keep us safe. It's the power that gives all of God's power to us. Mark 9, 24, Jesus said, all things are possible to him who believes. John 3, 16, our favorite verse, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Stop trying to do all these other things to get your Christian life back on track. Stop trying to find techniques and methods. Faith is what you need again, brother or sister. Just get back to your faith. Just say, Lord, I need that supernatural sight opened up again in me. If you've been trying to work up faith in your own efforts, saying, I've got to imagine, I've got to try, I've got to see, I've got to believe, it's God's word that'll give you faith. Read a simple scripture. I've read about 20 to you this morning. Just let it find root in your heart. Fight for it when your feelings and other opinions come against it. Say, no, I'm stubborn. I trust God's word no matter what I feel. And act on it, on the action that always will result from faith. And you will find your, your faith will grow. 1 Thessalonians 1 verse 3 says, your faith grows more and more and more. Romans 4 talks about Abraham, and it says he was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God. Your faith can grow stronger and stronger. And when we get there, nothing will stop us. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes. And please consider supporting this ministry financially by making a donation on the giving page of leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.